This episode of Self Interrupted is kindly sponsored by Eugenia Mlian, the author of Wild Childs. You guys, this book, if you're a model, if you're in the fashion industry, you will resonate with this book so fiercely, so wholeheartedly. This book describes itself as the loss of innocence, the death of beauty, and the price of success. And I quickly want to read the blurb to you because I truly think that you are going to fall in love with this book as quickly as I did. 17 years ago, Iris was forced to abandon Gus, the love of her life. Everyone scream, it's serious. And her career as a top model in Paris. Okay, Miko did. She has created a new life for herself and her daughter, Lou, in California. Okay, slay. However, comma, when the news of Gus's unexpected death reaches Iris, her tenuously reconstructed life is thrown into chaos. A celebrated art and fashion photographer, Gus, has left his estate to Lou with one condition. Iris must travel to Paris and recover a missing collection of his work. Oh my God. The drama, the adventure, I'm obsessed. It continues. Iris soon discovers that she's not the only one after the photographs. An old enemy is staking claim to them and a notorious tabloid is threatening Iris with brutal and very private images of her past life. Oh my God. To protect her daughter from scandal, Iris needs to confront the demons that caused her to flee Paris, her career and her life with Gus. Iris embarks on a suspenseful journey through the closed world of the fashion industry where the beautiful people do ugly things. Will she expose the industry's dark side and shameful secrets? Can she shield her family from the consequences? Wild Childs is a work of fiction based on the truth. No, I heard you screaming. Please stop. My ears are hurting. The link to this book will be in the podcast description. Please go and purchase it and give it a read for yourself. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Also, the cover is so beautiful. Thank you to today's sponsor of the podcast, Wild Childs by Eugenia Millian. guys, I'm so tired this week and I'll tell you for why because I hear you asking. There have been multiple occurrences of big house spiders in my bedroom. Yeah, take a pause to scream because the acrophobia really jumped out in me. I'm not someone that's normally scared of spiders and I want to let it be known straight at the top of the episode. But there I was. You guys, seriously? If you're a spider listening to this, I do just want to let you know, please stop and leave me alone. I don't have the mental strength to not have a nice sleep. Because there I was laying on my bed watching Gogglebox. If you don't know what Gogglebox is, it's a TV show where you watch people watch TV. I mean, it was reaction YouTube before reaction YouTube was reaction YouTube anyway. I was laying down, it was maybe 10.30 at night and I was about to get to bed. And I was thinking, you know what, Kit, you actually are a bit thirsty. So why don't you reach over to the side of your bed and grab that glass of water? So there I was living my life. I turn over, what do I see? A little spider. Now it was a small one, I want to preface. A small little, a a thin, like, I don't know. She was thin, very, very skinny legs. I don't really mind those spiders. I fuck with them. They can run around my bedroom as much as they want. So I grab my glass of water and I say hello to the spider and I'm just putting it outside the window because I I wasn't vibing with it being so close to me. So I was like, you enjoy your life outside. I've now thrown the spider outside my window and I look back on my bed. On my headboard is a massive house spider. I scream. And now I don't only scream because there's a house spider there. I scream because it starts to move and it jumps onto my pillow. Thank Christ 
that I felt thirsty. Because if that fell onto my head, I'm not joking. I seriously think that that would have scarred me for life. I had an experience once, by the way, welcome back to Self Interrupted with Kit Costello. I'm Kit Costello. Today we're talking about spiders, apparently. I had an experience once where I put on a onesie. This was like a couple of years ago. I put on a onesie and you know, I was comfort cocooning cozy vibes. Sitting down, this massive spider started just crawling up my torso. Please please. But however, back to the main story, that wasn't the only spider that was in my room this week. There were another two house spiders. Don't make me scream. I was laying down. Another house spider just comes up on the side of my bed, up my bedroom wall. Excuse me? Excuse me. And then another one at the end of my bed. But anyway, welcome back to Self Interrupted. Like I said, today we're talking about the fashion week flop. If you don't know, I had experienced this fashion week, probably the worst fashion show I've ever been a part of in my career, ever. I think, I don't know, this fashion week show was so terrible and I just wanna talk to you guys about it. I've made a TikTok about this and there was kind of mixed reaction. A couple of people were like, Kim, there are people that are dying. And then a couple of people were like, you should contact the government because the way that you were treated was not okay. So there's a couple of mixed reviews and I want to know what you guys think about this story. So we'll get into that in a second. But first, as always, I want to catch you guys up on what's been going on in my week. So let's get on to the events that's been taking place in my life in the past week. First of all, you guys, I really want a new phone. I really, I really truly do. And if you don't know, the new iPhone 15 was released. And I'm not a kind of girl that like cares about numbers of the phone, but my phone's been pissing me off, quite frankly. I have, I'm currently holding my phone right now. I have an iPhone 12 mini. I quite like the small phones, to be fair. I don't like the camera on the iPhone 12 mini. I think it sucks shit, quite frankly. I think it's the worst camera I've experienced on an iPhone. My iPhone 6 camera, I think is better than my iPhone 12 mini camera. So I just already, as soon as I bought this phone, by the way, back in like two years ago, I bought this phone. Instantly I was like, oh, I need another phone. This camera is terrible. Great, okay, cool. Anyway, these are literally just like problems that no one cares about. Let's get on to what's been actually going on in my week. So Monday, the magazine came out. The magazine that I'm on the cover of. I'm currently holding it, by the way, if you're not watching on Spotify. I'd recommend to watch this podcast on Spotify. I think it's really fun. But yeah, here's the cover of the magazine that I'm on. Very exciting, very cool. This was released on Monday. And yeah, I bought two copies, one for my family and one for me. I really want to start framing my work. I have a little studio and I really want to start like printing out images of myself. I don't know if that's like really, I don't know, a bit narcissistic, but then again, it's my work. So I don't really know. But yeah, the magazine came out on Monday. Very exciting times for me. On Tuesday, I announced the cover and I also had several a business meeting, which is always fun and it was Zoom. I love a Zoom. On Wednesday, I had a coffee with my friend Olivia, who I hadn't seen in ages. And I'm trying my best to drink coffee slow. One thing about Kit Costello is that I am not going to drink coffee. So I'm gonna drink it fast. Like I'm gulping the coffee down. And sometimes I'm just thinking, you need to relax. You have spent five pounds on 350 mils of coffee. Why are we drinking it in two to three minutes? What are we doing? This was five pounds. While me and Olivia were at the coffee shop, by the way, this man kept looking at us. And I've talked about this on the podcast, I think in season one. Me and Olivia always talk about the fact that we're in our hometown and the weirdest characters come into the coffee shop that we always go into. And it was this like creepy, and I don't mind saying it. He was a creepy fucking man. He was, he truly was. And he kept like walking past us and it just 
fucks me off. No, let me speak my truth. It pisses me off. Why are men there? Why are men in the coffee shop when the girls are trying to have a little bit of coffee? Like, mind your business. And when you're walking past trying to go to the toilet constantly, why isn't there a coffee in your, in your hand? Are you just here just to take a piss? You've been going to the toilet every other five minutes. What's going on with you? Go home. Sorry, I just have to rat. No, I do. Because if I don't, who will? And this man kept walking past and he was a creepy looking old, like older man. And then he goes to the toilet and he comes out and he, I, you know when you can feel someone looking at you? I felt him looking at me and then he looked at Olivia and then looked at me and then looked at Olivia and then he started licking his lips. I just don't know. I just don't know anymore. And he like got really close to Olivia disgusting. Stay away from her. Stay away from me as well. There are some weird people in our town. Bless their hearts. I mean, I'm a weird person as well. We're all kind of kooky and crazy at the end of the day, guys. However, comma, some people are just a little bit like, ugh. and it just brings me onto this, one of my biggest pet peeves in life. Someone just kept coughing in the cafe. Pisses me off. Why are you coughing so damn fiercely? I was actually at the cinema the other day, which I'll talk about in a second. Someone just kept sniffing grinds my gears. I was so close to walking over to her. Hi. Hi, darling. Do you mind some sniffing? Because I paid £10 for this ticket. Quite frankly, you're pissing me off. Thank you so much. I would never do that, though. So I just sat in my chair and was distracted by this random woman sniffing. Anyway, Wednesday after the coffee, we then went to Sainsbury's and I got some chocolate. I've been obsessed with this certain type of chocolate. I don't know the brand of it, but it's just like random combination flavors. And I got a few for me and Olivia to try in the car. I got marzipan and dark chocolate. I got salted caramel and I got rum and raisin. Now, the way that we ranked these was marzipan, rum and raisin, salted caramel. It was good, it was. But I do want to preface, I thought that they were all dark chocolate. Turns out, after I got home and had a whole bar of the salted caramel one, it was milk chocolate. I couldn't eat anything for a day. My stomach was so bloated, I felt like I was full. I woke up feeling like I'd just done the 10,000 calorie challenge on YouTube. And then on Friday, I started off the day with a 5k run. As we know, like it's becoming custom. It's coming customary for kick custom. <coughs> My God. I feel like I just swallowed a bug, sorry. What was I saying? I feel like it's, I feel like it's just, you know, oh my, there's something in my throat, you guys. I need to have a drink. Oh my God, you know, it's just like a tickle. Please. I feel like it's becoming a tradition for me to talk about my 5Ks. So I ran a 5K in record-breaking time for Kit Costello in 19 minutes and 30 seconds. Mm-hmm, talk about it. That was fast for me. And I was on the run, uh, the runway. I was on the treadmill and I was just sprinting for my life. I was running at 15.5 kilometers per hour, which is exciting and fun. I was running exclusively to Troy Sivan's new song, Got Me Started. And randomly, I don't know if you guys do this as well. It's like a part of my maladaptive daydreaming. I tend to daydream that I've written a song that I really love for a movie that I'm starring in. And it's like my debut film. And I've now become like a triple threat because not only can I act, I can also write and perform songs. I don't know. So I was on this treadmill acting as if I was making a music video for a film that I'm not in for a song that I didn't write. I need to go and see a therapist. After I went to the gym, I then went to the cinema to watch Past Lives, which is a new film, which is beautiful. 
incredible show-stopping and draw-dropping. The film is produced by A24, which I mean, that just should give you the motive to go and watch the film in the first place. And obviously I had to watch this film in my village cinema, the famous one that I'm obsessed with. I was sitting in the cheap seats in the balcony at the back and then that woman was sniffing near me and I was getting quite frankly pissed off. The whole film is basically about like what could have happened and also it really dwells on the idea of the people that are in your life are in your life because you've experienced different versions of relationships with them in past lives that you've been a part of, which I just found really sweet. Afterwards, I went to Wagamama's because I really fancied ramen. And I was sitting by myself in Wagamama's. No, I truly was with my headphones on and my book out. I was reading Anna, the biography about Anna Wintour. I say reading, I just kind of got the book out so that I didn't look too alone. Anyway, my food came out and you guys, this was so embarrassing. So I'm sitting by myself on a long table in Wagamama's. The food arrives and I'm slurping up my noodles and I had put extra chili oil in my ramen and I slurp up this noodle and all of this broth and chili oil goes into my eyes and I can't open my eyes for the life of me. For like 30 seconds, my eyes are just shut and it was awful. My eyes were streaming. I had mascara on, so my eyes were streaming black. So there I was sitting in Wagamama's by myself looking like I was crying my eyes out over this book about Anna Wintour. What is going on? Someone literally came up to me and was like, are you okay? And I was like, yes, I'm fine. I just got chili oil in my eye. Oh my God. Anyway, I then went to the charity shop to relieve my stress, quite frankly. Didn't find anything, but I found a mug, which was $2.99. And I was like, that's a steal. And it was hand painted. And I was like, I win again. I can't stop winning. But that's what's been going on in my week. Kind of chill vibes, kind of exciting vibes. I had meetings, my magazine came. I've seen a couple of my friends. And I watched a film. I believe it's time to talk about the absolute mess and flop of a runway that I was a part of this most recent London Fashion Week. But a couple of pointers before we get into the story. I will not be naming the designer or the brand that I walked for because I really, I really got on with the designer and they were really sweet to me and to all of the cast. It was mainly the production that completely fucked up the whole runway and you'll understand why and how they did that throughout the story. Um, and also I know that there are bigger things going on in the world, but I know that if one of my friends said that they were being treated the way that I was being treated at their normal nine to five job, I would say to complain. So I have complained also to my agency and they're dealing with it. Um, but yeah, this was not a nice experience and I also just want models to know that they have a voice. You can't come into this industry and just allow yourself to be stepped over. You have to speak up. You have to use your voice. Otherwise, people will just continue to use you. Other than that, I think we should get into the story of the London Fashion Week flop. So I was confirmed for this show a couple days before I walked the show and I was so excited because this fashion week I only got a few castings which is actually kind of jarring for me. I normally like to do at least, I don't know, 10 castings for fashion week but I only did three which was really annoying and honestly all of the castings went pretty well except for the one that I talked about last episode which I had to wait three hours and then I walked for 10 seconds and they just said no. I was like, why did I have to wait for three hours? And it wasn't even like a queue that I had to wait in. I had to just like walk around London for three hours and come back. And then they just said no, jarring. Anyway, the other two castings actually went pretty well. One I didn't get, but I was hyped up the whole day. And I came away from that casting feeling so incredible. And then this casting for this particular show, honestly, I'm gonna be real. It was kind of bad vibe stepping into it as soon as I walked into the casting. The casting was randomly in a hairstyle 
salon. I walked in and everyone that was working there already was just giving off like, hi, are those the only shoes that you've bought? Like just really not good vibes at all. And I had to go downstairs and I did my little walk and I did feel like I did a good walk. And evidently I did cause I got booked for this show a couple days later. And I was so happy because I was like, okay, at least I've been booked for one job at London Fashion Week. Now looking back, I'm not gonna lie, I think I would have felt better if I didn't even get this job, which is really interesting. And I think it's a nice perspective to have. In my head, I was thinking, if I don't get a job this London Fashion Week, I'm flopping. But while I was at this show, while I was just about to walk on the runway for this show, I was thinking, I feel like more of a flop now than if I didn't get this job, which is really interesting. So let's get into the story. So the show was at 6 p.m., but the call time was around three. And I was thinking, okay, this is pretty nice. Only three hours of my day is gonna be taken up by this show. So I fucking thought. So I'm just gonna leave my house at one, get on the train, and then I got to Finsbury Park at around two, got on the tube, and then I finally arrived at the location. Now the location was kind of average, I guess, for a London Fashion Week show, but I always find it really bizarre. In London, they have these, it's almost like a massive block of just rooms and they're just empty. I think they're for like business meetings. And then you also have London Fashion Week shows that go on in, in these rooms. But the most bizarre thing is that they're all carpeted and doing a London Fashion Week show on carpeted floor just felt so bizarre and I honestly quite hated it but anyway so I arrived at about 2 15 which was slightly earlier than I should have arrived I you know me I'm just always on time or early I just find it more easing knowing that I'm gonna be the first one there and also during London Fashion Week top tip if you want to get into hair and makeup get into your outfit be early because there's always going to be someone that's earlier than you which there was there were people that were there ages before me but I was able to go straight into a fitting and I saw my garment for the first time. Now my garment was actually beautiful and I do want to stress this because the designer, if you ever find this podcast or my TikToks, I do want to emphasize that your designs were very pretty. My dress was a really, really long black latex gown. Instantly, I think as models, when you look at the dress that you're wearing down the runway and you realize that it's really, really long, you do have a little bit of like a heart sinking moment where you're thinking, oh shit, I now have the worrying feeling that I'm gonna fall on the runway. And then I was given my shoes, which were really, really tall platform heels. And I was just thinking, okay, someone is trying to set me up. Anyway, I put the dress on and it fit pretty perfectly. So I practiced walking in this garment and I walk pretty fine in it. It's fine. I just need to practice more and more and more after I get my hair and makeup done. Now here I am thinking, okay, hair and makeup may take combined two hours because that is what I would say on average, that's the, that's the, that's the amount of time that it would take to get your hair and makeup done. I've done plenty of fashion shows where you just have a bit of clear mascara and a bit of lip balm and that's all you have for makeup, which I love. I think it's so pretty and so flattering to just have like snatched back hair, a bit of like highlighter, light foundation and a bit of like clear mascara. But I was looking around and a couple of the models had like full beat makeup and I was thinking, you guys, you're gonna have to take that off to go on the runway. I was gagged because they had just had their makeup done. I thought they came with that amount of makeup on. Now, to describe this makeup, it was giving how you say first time in drag. You know the first time, if you're queer out there and you tried putting on drag makeup, like say you try to do Trixie Mattel's makeup for the first time, that's what this makeup looked like. And it's no offense to the makeup artist if you ever find this podcast, because they were given like a sheet. At London Fashion Week or any kind of big show or shoot, the makeup artists and hairstylists, they're all given like a sheet in which they have to copy the makeup so that everyone has, you know, very similar makeup. The sheet was just 
awful. I hated the makeup. And it's normal. Like, the thing is, at a London Fashion Week show, and I do want to stress this, you're not always going to like the makeup. You're not always going to like the hair. It's not that serious. But this makeup, it wasn't even that it was like editorial out there makeup. It was just 2016 bold glamour. And I hated it. It was like a dark red lip, black eyeliner that was really thick and uneven, may I add. And then it had like a cut crease that was dark smoky shadow and then thick black eyebrows, orange foundation and dark brown contour. Don't make me scream. What are we doing? Are we models or are we not? Why are you putting fashion models in this amount of makeup? Oh, I was pissed off. I was pissed off. And now the makeup took, guess how long? Guess how long the makeup took? Two and a half hours. I was sitting in the makeup chair for two and a half hours, you guys. I, I, I didn't know what to do with myself. I hated it. I've been on so many shoots, so many runways. It's never, I repeat, never taken that long to do my makeup. And once the makeup was done, I was, I just hated it. And I've got to be honest. And again, I don't have to like it. You don't have to like all the makeup you do once you're a model. When you're a model, you get shit makeup sometimes. And you take the photos and you walk and you're fine. But this makeup was just such a level of, I hate this because I felt like it was almost offensive the way that they were covering up the like the natural beauty of a model. I was like, why are you hiring models if you're just going to cover them all up with pounds and pounds of makeup? These garments would look so much better without this makeup. Anyway, I started the makeup, like I said, at around 2.30 and it ended at around 4.30. So then it was time for hair. And I'd seen a couple of the girls walking around with a massive, I don't even know how to explain it. Think maybe Ariana Grande in 2013, the half up, half down kind of vibe, but just not as good, okay? And again, this wasn't as bad as the makeup to me because sure, I think it maybe looks fine, but it just looks so toddlers and tiaras. That is it. That is what I felt like at this fashion show. I felt like a toddler in Toddlers and Tiaras, the TV show, where it's just like pageant. And it felt almost... I hate to say it because I sound really prissy, but it felt kind of disrespectful to the art of like modeling. Anyway, while I was getting my hair done, all of the electric kept cutting out, meaning that we couldn't do the hair. So it was just kind of one bad thing after another. And the production and the management of this show was so unserious and so unprofessional. And it was just really upsetting. I just, I felt really, I didn't feel looked after at this show at all. And so many of the other models felt the same way. We weren't offered drinks. We weren't offered snacks at all. I'll get back to this in a second because it was actually terrible the way that we were treated. But we were in hair and makeup and everyone that was working on us was super, super lovely. And we were getting our hair done. The power would kind of cut in and out, which was able to heat up the crimpers. The crimpers? Oh, okay, yeah. They were crimping my hair like it was, I don't even know what year you crimped your, what, the 90s? And then they backcombed my hair, which is all fine again, like it's totally whatever, but it was just jarring. I was like, this is the fucking ugliest hairstyle ever. What are you doing? And I'm tired of trying to sound really like political and be like, yeah, it was disgusting hair, but it's for fashion week. It was awful hair. What were we doing? It looked truly just bad. Anyway, so they crimp my hair, they backcomb my hair, and then they also put these like foam in my hair that made it look more full. And then they pinned that into my hair. Truly a labor of, I would, I, I mean, I wouldn't say love, but a labor of something. There was a point in the hair and makeup where it felt like, oh, okay, finally, this is kind of coming together. I don't know when I felt this. 
I think I was just trying to gaslight myself because I was looking in the mirror while they were doing my hair and I realized that my makeup was completely uneven, screaming. A lot of the other girls had more of a dark red lip and a gloss over it. And it just looks so beautiful on them. And it really made me just like, I don't know, overthink everything. And you know, you already don't feel like 100% secure in yourself. And then you see everyone almost rocking this makeup look that you hate on yourself. But everyone thought the same thing. I think a lot of people anyway thought the same thing that they didn't like the makeup. But I had to call the head makeup artist over and I said, hey, listen, this makeup doesn't look good. One eyeliner wing was straight and the other one was diagonal up. So the makeup was fixed finally. I had a dark red lip that was now even because the lips were also uneven at one point. Bless that makeup artist heart. They were so, so sweet. I guess they're very much under stress. And again, I do feel bad just like, slating and slagging off this fashion week show but it just was so it was just so bad and i felt i felt my worst and i really did and it takes a lot for me to feel my worst and i just didn't feel good at all but anyway the makeup was fixed the eyeliner was even now the lips were even i had a darker lip on with gloss and the hair was now up the hair was like i said ariana grande circa 2013 but just just really teased out and it was like a top knot on the top of my head, but they didn't let it like fall down gracefully and naturally. They teased my hair and put like all this dry shampoo in it. So it just looked dirty. <laughs> and I was just like, what are we doing? Cause are we going for glamor or are we going for gross? At the moment, the makeup is trying to give glamor. It's giving gross. And the hair, I feel like you're trying to give glamour, but it's also giving gross. So I don't understand the game plan here. I'm so heated. Bless their heart. Again, thank you. Thank you for your service to any hair or makeup artist out there that worked on me that day. I appreciate it highly. You were just given a bad cheat sheet. I also want to remind you, while I was at this show, I was also recording a TikTok. Like I always do for my shows and my shoots, I record a vlog for my TikTok where I just like record little clips and stuff. And while I was recording this TikTok, I was thinking, I don't even know if I wanna put this out because I look that bad to myself that I don't want anyone to see me. But anyway, come 5.30, my hair and makeup is now finished. And by the way, we're meant to be walking the show at six o'clock. I don't know in what universe we're meant to be walking the show at six o'clock because people are still getting their hair and makeup done and the electric keeps cutting in and out. So right now, there is no way that any of the models are getting on the runway at six. Another thing that kind of pissed me off about this show is that there was a VIP room because there were like a couple of celebrities that were walking this runway. I get really, ooh, ooh, it, there is something that pisses me off about people getting a different room away from other people. I don't know what it is. I can't stand the mentality that someone deserves a better room than someone because they're a celebrity. It really frustrates me. What also frustrates me is the next point that we didn't have water. So we've been there since 2.30. We've been getting our hair and makeup done for three hours. The room is boiling hot. I want to remind you, this is a in summer. It's a hot day. There are steamers. There are irons. The room is hot. There are barely any windows in this room. There's no water for us. I also just want to emphasize how unprofessional that is. Not having water for the tens of models that you have hired to be at your show. Besides the point, there was like a bar in this room. I want to explain the room to you really quickly. It was massive. So it was almost like if you live in England, we have these places called a National Trust Park. And this is really rogue, such a random niche topic. But 
you have these things called like a national trust room where it's like really, really high ceilings, really grand almost. And it's really, really big, very glamorous. And there was like a bar in this room as well. I go to the bar and I just see water bottles in the fridge. Like any normal person, I don't see water around. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, the water in the bar is free. Let me grab some water. So I grab the water from the bar and then all the other models start saying, oh, finally some water. Could you pass me some? And I'm passing out bottles because I think it's free. A man comes up to me and says, that water is not free, you have to pay. He said, you have to pay for the water. I was like, oh, is there any tap water that I can have? And he said, no. And I said, so you just, you wait, let me get this clear. You hired models to walk for you. We've been here for how many hours now? Three hours, three and a half hours. And there's no water for us to have, no tap water. Bitch, the way I opened that bottle when I just drank from it and walked away. Sorry, I don't give a fuck. Also, he didn't work for that production company. He was working at the bar with that kind of hotel room company. And I just said, listen, mate, we have no water. We have to drink something. And he then closed the bar and just asked me to leave. But then he also started doing this thing that pissed me off. A few other models started coming up to him and asking for water. And he said, sorry, you'll have to pay. And then they said, what, just for normal water? And he said, yes. And then he started getting water out and drinking it himself because he was like teasing us, teasing models that haven't drunk anything all day. I can't stand a man specifically that is trying to flirt with a woman next to me asking for water, something so simple like water. And he's like, oh, I can, I can have water and you can't, ha ha. Oh, I was pissed off. I was so pissed off. Anyway, so now you're thinking, Kit, was there food here? Yeah, there was. When I arrived back at two o'clock to this show, I noticed that there was so many Domino's pizzas. And I was thinking, that's bizarre. There's like 15 Domino's pizzas here. All the models have now been in hair and makeup for three hours, which means that these pizzas have been sitting out for three hours. They've now gone somewhat stale and cold. And we were like, oh, is there any snacks? And they're like, yeah, the pizza's over there. By this time, production, hair and makeup, rightfully so, have had pizza. Because the bitches need to eat, let's be clear. But the models have been left with the scraps. There are a couple of pizzas left. They were all cold. There was one gluten-free pizza that had cheese on it that I was nibbling on. Which by the way, pizza before a runway is never a good idea. Eating pizza makes people feel bloated. It's not about the way that you look. It's about the way that you feel. Because if people want to eat pizza before a runway, baby, by all means, take the slice of pepperoni. But some people just want a banana and some water or like a cereal bar. Something simple like that is what models expect. That's what I expect. At every fashion show that I've been to, it's been that kind of catering. But just having Domino's pizza there, stale, cold Domino's pizza, and then not even being able to wash down that with water. And I wanna bring it back to the idea that someone commented on my TikTok saying, Kim, there are people that are dying. We didn't have water. It was a hot room and we were about to walk a runway. Yes, there was pizza there, but that is just not good enough in my books that there's only pizza that isn't vegan and is just about gluten-free. What are you talking about? There are people that are dying. This is a workplace. Treat your employees the way that they should be treated. It's not about being a model. And that's, again, something that really fucks me off about people, spectators on the modeling industry. They just think the models can just be mistreated. I think that there's this notion that models have always been mistreated, so there's no point in changing it. That is something that really fucks me off about the modeling industry, because if I'm on a set, I expect there to be food and I expect there to be water, bare minimum. What the fuck do you mean? That's not non-negotiable. Also, there was no Wi-Fi. That's not the biggest thing in the world, but... Ugh. No Wi-Fi? 
you guys. Uh, anyway, so we're now somewhat coming to the end of the story. So now after not having any food and just drinking water, I had to share my water with another model because they weren't able to grab a bottle before they closed the bar of the water. Please, ridiculous. Also, some models left the building to go to the pub opposite to get some drinks. Screaming. So after waiting for about 45 minutes, I was able to then get into my outfit, which was fine. I got into my outfit and I was just walking around. We did all these backstage photos, which I do quite like. Backstage photos are basically when you're about to walk the runway, but production have hired backstage photographers, you know, to just get like behind the scenes shots. I just want to remind you, I was wearing a floor length latex gown. And I was in a room that was incredibly hot and we didn't have water. And the water that we did have was tap water in a jug and it ran out really quickly. Great. I find it really funny telling stories about Fashion Week because it sounds like it's just about me. But all of these other models were going through the exact same experience as me. All these models didn't have water. A lot of these models didn't want to eat the pizza before going on a runway. Anyway, so we take these photos and we're all just kind of waiting around at this point because the show is meant to be starting at six. I would say it's probably around half past six now and there's been no word if we're starting the show yet. People are still in here. I would say around seven. I actually just want to look on my phone really quickly. I want to see because like I said, I was recording a TikTok and I took all these little clips. So I wonder if I got any video from just before we got on the runway. There's a video of me eating gluten-free pizza. There's a video of me just walking around at 6.39. I'm getting touch-ups at 6.42. I'm looking in the camera. Oh, I went into the toilets at one point as well and I cried because I, I just felt so embarrassed. I was like, why am I doing this show? So I would say, honestly, at around half past seven slash eight, I would say around closer to eight o'clock we got on the runway. Two hours after we were meant to be on the runway. Okay, we're now in lineup. So lineup is when you're all in order so that you can then walk onto the runway. And we're feeling good. Actually, no, we're not. We're dehydrated and we're really fucking hungry. We're, we're lining up and we're just chatting. And then the designer comes up to me and says, hey, your dress looks really good, but I think we could put a cage underneath it to make it really big and bouncy and flowy and beautiful. And I was like, oh my God, that's such a good idea. Worked for a second. And then I started walking and I felt the caging start to turn and become a bit like misshapen. And I was thinking, oh, okay, maybe it will just like sort itself out. So I'm in the lineup and I tell the designer, I'm like, hey, the caging has kind of moved and he like fixes it a bit. So I go onto the runway, I step out. Again, it's carpet. The carpeted runway freaks me out. I was like, what the fuck are we doing? I'm in heels walking on a carpet. So I take two steps and the caging underneath my dress breaks. It flips. So it's pointing vertically down and my heel keeps getting caught in the cajun and I trip. I trip on the runway. Don't make me scream. And by this point, I've tripped on the runway. There was no water in the dressing rooms. There was no food that I actually wanted to eat in the dressing rooms. We're dehydrated, we're hungry. I'm walking on carpet and I'm tripping on the caging that's flipped underneath my dress. I'm screaming at this point. And then I just pick up my dress. I've just, I was so over it. I just picked up the dress, which I hate doing. And I didn't dramatically pick up the dress. I just picked it up so that it was just over the bottom of my heel so I didn't trip and fall and make a fool out of myself, basically. So I go off of the runway. And as soon as I get off the runway, I start to feel incredibly faint, lightheaded, feel like I'm going to fall over. You know, when you start to see like black forming around your eyes and it starts to kind of close in, that's what I was feeling. And I would say I was feeling that because there was no water backstage. This is what happens when you mistreat your models at London Fashion Week. They almost pass out. So I tell production, I'm like, I'm literally about to pass out. I get taken to the side and I miss the final walk. 
And it was so embarrassing. I hate that kind of unprofessionalism. I miss the final walk and I just take off my makeup. I take all this shit out of my hair. I brush my hair as much as I can. I took off all my makeup. I said my goodbyes and I left. Again, bless the designer's heart. They were very sweet, but the show was fine, I guess. Like if you were looking at it from just an observer's point of view, but backstage, my experience, in my experience, it was, I didn't like it. But that was my experience of a London Fashion Week flop show 2024 Spring Summer Collection. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of Self Interrupted. Before you go, I do have the recommendation of the week, which is Full Scod by Taylor Swift. I'm really loving this song. It's actually on my top five Taylor Swift songs. Kind of rogue from me. That's the recommendation of the week. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode once again. If you did enjoy, please make sure to rate it, share it with your friends. That would mean so much to me, truly. Also, sharing this podcast on your story means so much. So many of you are doing that recently, and it just really warms my heart. So thank you so much if you have shared this podcast on your story ever. It means so much to me. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at kit.costello. You can see my modeling photos on my website, www.kitcostello.com. But other than that, I'm sending you so much love. As always, Kit. I want to once again thank the author of Wild Child, Eugenia Mlian, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. It truly means so much to me. And I think it really is incredible that someone who has been in the fashion industry that knows what's going on behind the scenes and the dark side of the fashion industry has come up with a book that is so forward and that is so real but also is so romantic and has so much passion behind it but once again thank you to Eugenia Mlian the author of Wild Child for sponsoring this episode of Self Interrupted you can find the link to buy this book in the description of this episode thank you once again I'm sending you so much love bye